Hello and welcome to the Planting Hope Ireland podcast. This will be part two of our study on the mighty God in Christ, a study on the Godhead. And we, if you haven't listened to part one, uh, please listen to it first. Uh, we were just scratching the surface, just starting to kind of break into this study a little bit and um, just really getting started. So so it'd be beneficial to listen to part one uh, first uh, before you listen to this part two. And again, if you have any questions, why well, email me at planninghopeireland at gmail.com and we'll try to answer those questions. Um, I mentioned in the last one that we are we were just getting to some Old Testament scriptures. I just kind of opened a can of worms, as they say. I just kind of probably muddied the waters a little bit for you and probably don't know or understand uh, what I'm getting to or just maybe all new to you to hear hear what I, I'm teaching on. So that's why we're doing multiple parts here, kind of bite-sized portions, if you will. So I, I, I read some Old and New Testament uh, referred to some Old and New Testament scriptures in the last one. We're going to focus on a few of the Old Testament uh, scriptures right now, and we're only reading a few of them. Uh, you can search them out and find the others. We're not only referring to a few because that's all there is. There's, there's hundreds of scriptural passages that refer to the the truth of the oneness of God, that there is but one God and he's not divided into even three persons into one God. And the Bible does not teach that. It does not teach that there is co-equal or co-eternal or co-substantial, co-essential persons. It does not teach God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It teaches there is one God and that one God manifested himself in flesh. He came and walked this earth in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, Colossians says that Jesus is the Im image of the invisible God. And we'll get into a lot of those things. And, and the Bible even says, great is the mystery of godliness. So these things are not uh, uh, just uh, very, very, very simple no, you know, there's much study, um, and, but it's a beautiful revelation, a beautiful revelation. But let's look at some of the Old Testament passages uh, about this. And one of the, the chief ones, and if you've been to Israel or know anything about Judaism or, or uh, you, uh, just the history of Israel and the teachings, you'll find that this verse in Deuteronomy 6 and 4 is the, it's the very center of things and uh, of their teaching and what we believe as Christians today. And it said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. He's only one. And uh, he's not divided in any way, shape, or form. Um, you remember when he, he spoke, God spoke to Moses in the book of Exodus chapter three and verses 13 and 14, uh, Moses, uh, asked the question, um, what am I going to say to the children of Israel about who you are? And God said to him, uh, 
um, he's tell them, he said, I am that I am. Thus, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent, sent me unto you. Um, again, all of these just showing there's only one God. It, Isaiah had much to say. Let me read a few instances from Isaiah. And Isaiah chapter 43. And you can just read the entire chapter. As you go down in that chapter, um, verse number 10 it said, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. Notice this, he says, neither shall there be after me. Remember, Jesus was born. He was born. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me, there is no savior. That's what he says. There's no savior besides me. There's no no other at all. In other places, I'm going. I'm just going down that chapter. Yea, before the day was, I am He, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Um, just pulling out these points here. I am the Lord, your holy one, the Creator of Israel, your King. It's just easy to see, not hard at all to see here that there's one God. Very easy to see that. But Isaiah chapter 41 and verse four, it says, uh, reading the full verse, who hath wrought and done it, calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, the first, and with the last, I am he. I am he, I'm the first and with the last. Revelation 117. Now I jumped in the New Testament here on you, but I just wanted you to, to see this. In the book of Revelations, it's Jesus speaking. And when I saw him, who? I saw Jesus. John saw Jesus. He said, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me saying unto me, fear not, I am the first and the last. I thought the father was the first and the last in the Old Testament. Hmm. Revelation twenty two thirteen, and we'll get back to the Old Testament here, but he said, Jesus said, I am the Alpha, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Jesus said that. But then Isaiah, we're gonna jump back into Isaiah 44, six through eight. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. And beside me, there is no God. And who as I shall call and shall declare it and set in order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come, let them show unto them. Fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it? Ye are even my witness, witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God, I know not any. Isaiah 45, verse five, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. Isaiah 45, 18, I am, I'm reading the last part of it. I am the Lord and there is none else. So you see all these scriptures. What does he say? There's one God. There's only one sovereign God. 
There's no other savior. There's no God beside him. He, he, he declares in many other places, he created all things. Uh, he made it, he created it. No, there wasn't another that created it. He created it. He said, I created it. I created it. Not, not another, not another part. He never makes any allusion to any other person or any other part or deity. The Trinity doctrine uh, refers to co-equal, co-eternal, co-essential persons. Co-equal and co-eternal. That means we're equal in power. They're equal in eternity. They're equal in essence. And, um, but yet he makes no reference to. We read in the in the uh, first part, episode part one, in that episode that in the John chapter one that all things are made by him, and without him, not any. There was nothing made that was made. The world was made by him. That's what it says, verse, verse number 10. He was in the world and the world was made by him. Talking about Jesus, but in the Old Testament, Isaiah, writing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, if you didn't know what the Holy Ghost was, what is, it's nothing, it's nothing more. It's, I'm not uh, lowering its value in any way. I'm just saying it's what the Holy Ghost is, is the Holy Spirit, it's the Spirit of God, is God. And um, he was writing under that. And that's what um, they wrote according to the, the, what God gave them. And uh, Isaiah, under the anointing, he writes and says, there's no other God. There's no other Savior. There's no other Creator. Malachi even says, have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Zechariah said in 14 and 9, the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and that day there shall, oh, excuse me, let me read it right, I messed up. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord, and his name one. All the singular business. All the singular business. It's because there's but one God. Now listen to this. This is powerful here. Isaiah 9 and 6. As I record this, we're in the month of October and we're getting close to the Christmas time. So this is a very, very uh, popular verse. We read around the Christmas season. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Now we know this talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus Christ. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor. But notice this, the Mighty God. Notice this, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What is this? Jesus, the Son. I thought it was God the Son, the second person in this triune Godhead. But that's not what the Scripture says. It says that Jesus is the everlasting Father. It says that Jesus is the mighty God. Oh, I'm just just saying. Oh, is that all I have to go on? No, no, it's not. There's many, many other scriptures. Just stay with me and we'll keep digging them out.
we'll keep digging them out. But we're trying to focus on the Old Old Testament here right now. So uh, I'm skipping some. I've got more wrote down than here than what I'm even reading here. Uh, you could read Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Um, I don't know if I read it. There's Isaiah 45, 18. Um, a lot in Isaiah. Um, look at this. Now we are going to, we're going to tie these two together. We're talking about being closer to the Christmas season. We're going to say what Micah had to say in the Old Testament and compare it to what Matthew said in the New Testament. Micah 5 and 2, prophecy here. It says, but thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, Thou, or though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be ruler in Israel, whose, going, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. Consider that. Talking about the little town of Bethlehem, where Jesus uh, was born. Now, he didn't grow up there, but he was born there. They had a problem with that. And some of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, are, uh, they were saying, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Uh, uh, one of the disciples, before he would become a disciple, said, um, uh, well, he, he wasn't born in Nazareth. Uh, he was raised in Nazareth, but he was born in Bethlehem. You know the story in the manger. This is the prophecy before it ever happened that it would be in Bethlehem. And out of Bethlehem, out of that little town of Bethlehem, there's going to be one born that's going to be a ruler of Israel. But yet it says this one that is yet to be born, his goings have been from old, from everlasting. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 6. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, uh, and you can read on here about the uh, wise men and Herod, what he was going to do. But he was born and getting on down in there. And they said unto him, unto Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea is where he's going to be born. For thus it is written by the prophet, and thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So there he's talking about that. That's, it's, it's not a, oh, this is person number two showing up. This is the only one there's ever been. It's going to make himself a fleshly body. One must remember, you must remember, and I, I'm gonna close out this part here just shortly. And we're going to go into the New Testament. That's when it's really going to start coming open to you. But one must remember that don't make the flesh God. Jesus plainly taught it. God is a spirit. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. You cannot see a spirit. Can't see the spirit. But God made himself known. He made himself a fleshly, human, flesh and blood body just like we have. Jesus was ever as much man as he was God. For in him, remember from episode one, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
In another place, it said, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. I'm repeating this. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead. In Jesus Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, the deity, the position, the office of God, however you want to say it. All who God is was in Christ, in Jesus, not the other way around. It doesn't say that Jesus was in the Godhead. Ponder that. Ask yourself the question. That's the question you must answer. Was the Godhead in Christ or was Christ in the Godhead? And the scripture, scriptures plainly and strongly, repeatedly state that the Godhead was in Christ. Amen. And we'll get on later explaining where the Trinity comes from, why we have it, why people believe that, and how come we believe in one God and the oneness of God, the monotheism. That's what I'm explaining right now is because that's what this Bible teaches Amen. So in the next episode, part three, we're going to be looking at some New Testament teachings about this subject, the mighty God in Christ, talking about the Godhead. Email your questions, plantinghopeireland at gmail.com. God bless you. Thanks for joining with me in this study.